it takes a healthy soul to know a healthy soul to create an even healthier bond. So it takes a healthy soul to know a healthy soul and to create a healthy bond. That sounded good. I like that. I like that too. I like Hello everybody. Welcome to the Wellness Kickback, where we are here to unpack, unlearn, and relearn with intention. We are your hosts, Ivory and Francis, with I, I Am Fire. Fire. <laughs> listen, the vibe is set, okay? We got the incense. Okay, listen, y'all, just embrace the, um, what is the word that I'm looking for? The diva and her incense taps, okay? At the end, if you're watching, how many times does she tap the incense? Just let us know. Anyways, <laughs> let me put this. Let me put this over here so you guys can see. When I go down like this, I'm tapping. Okay. All right. So, what are we talking about today? This is episode four. This is episode four, y'all. Yeah. Like this is really exciting that we have been able to, you know, get this far. Honestly, I think our biggest goal. I mean, I say for me, but our biggest goal really is that we want to be consistent, have a little bit more consistency in our yeah. lives. Yeah. Um. So we're just glad that. Y'all are here with us. And I'm proud we made it this far. We made it this far. This is episode four. Mm -hmm. Technically, this is technically this is our fifth episode because we did do a pilot episode. So if you missed that, make sure you go check out that pilot episode that just talks about who we are and what we do behind I Am Fire. Absolutely. But what are we talking about today? Let me know if this this is hitting you too much. We'll do. We'll do. You know. But we're good for right we're now. Good right now. Oh gosh, life is a movie, isn't it? Life is a movie. Life is a movie. And life be life in. And life be life in. Yeah. But what makes a movie? The cast, right? The cast. Now, we are the stars of our movies, right? But we have to have, you know, the supporting cast. So relationships. We're talking about so we're talking about relationships, people. Now, not necessarily just intimate relationships mm-hmm. when you think about that, but we're talking about the interactions that we have with people, whether it's family, friends, um, people that we work with, somebody that we see at the store, like those interactions and, and what creates those to be relationships that we have ongoing, mm-hmm. um, whether they're good or bad. So, yeah. Yeah. Excited. We I'm have excited. a lot to talk about. Again, you know, we got our notes. So, okay. We're coming in full steam ahead. It's okay to have a little bit of help. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. So, relationships. The relationships in our lives. So, we're going to go ahead and start talking about the unpacking of relationships. All right. So, if we're going to, you know, kind of put it from a movie standpoint, Mm -hmm. um, from a movie standpoint, we'll say that... um, when we when we gain friendships or in, um or relationships, mm-hmm. we have to you know kind of weed them out, see how we like them. Mm-hmm. So we would consider that to be the audition, the auditioning, piece, right? Yeah. Um. So with that being said, what what do we have to look into when creating and cultivating relationships? What do we have to look into? So okay, that's a that's a question I was not prepared to answer. Ooh. I definitely look for like moral, their moral compass, or their their um, not necessarily personality, but um, their morals, their beliefs, um, and I think even personality. Personality too. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You know, like yeah. I mean, I want to make sure that if you're happy-go-lucky like mm-hmm. or if and, you know I want to be be mindful if you're a happy-go-lucky mm-hmm. kind of person I want to mm-hmm. be my I would like to know if you're more of like a 
a pessimistic type of individual. Mm -hmm. Like those are a lot of like those are things that we need to know um, when encountering um, relationships, you know, with people or just, you know, cultivating and continuing relationships with people. Um, It's funny you say that because I've been talking to people and this has been a, a topic that's come up a lot lately about. Um, as we get older and the people that are in our lives and the personality and we're starting to notice certain people are draining our energy Mm. or just bringing that negative energy and it's like sometimes we have to piece them out like right sometimes we gotta kill them we gotta kill them (laughs) we gotta kill them out the movie (laughs) I mean that's what they do right they either they kill them off or they send them to jail or they just you know have to leave you know they just they what, 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 what they do to what, what they do to the girl in Family Matters? They send her upstairs. Oh, it was the, the little girl, the little sister. If y'all are familiar with that, they sent the little sister upstairs. I don't remember that. Yeah. I used to watch it, but I don't yeah. remember that. It was like the first season. There was a, a little sister that she's not, and they just yeah. sent her upstairs. They sent her upstairs. She never came back. Downstairs. Like Anne Frank. Oh, they Anne Frank her. They Anne Frank her. All right. They sent her so. <laughs> so, but yeah, sometimes you have to do that with people. For me, it's a lot. I, I like to think about how do people make me feel when I'm in their presence, and then how do I feel when they're no longer when I'm no longer in their presence? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not necessarily how people make me feel or right. what they do to me, but it's how do I feel when I'm around mm-hmm. them, and how do I feel when I'm no longer around them? That part, you know, because that makes a difference. Yeah. It's like I want to be I want to be happy when you're there. I don't want to be irritated or mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, I mean, bothered, and then when you leave, then it's like, oh. yeah. you know, that's a big, like, key thing to, like, all right, like, maybe I need to reevaluate or reassess what this relationship is. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, those are some, yeah, those yeah. are definitely things to, that, that need to be made aware of when it comes down to relationships. And that's that judgment. How do you feel about judging your friends? And we were having a conversation about this before, you know, judgment has such a negative connotation to it. Um, and we have to be really mindful that when you actually go down to the Webster's, you know, dictionary definition of it, what, what did we say that we found that it was? I believe it was um, judgment is is just giving your opinion or having an opinion of something, mm-hmm. right? And like you said, judgment has such a negative connotation, like don't judge a book by its cover. But sometimes it's important to judge people because you're gaining a perspective of that person or you're gaining an opinion or um i mean i guess when they say don't judge a book by its cover you're not necessarily taking the full gamut into you that know, whole that, that just whole, just what you see yeah. into consideration but there's a little bit more that you have to look you have to dive deep to deeper into yeah. to be more aware of like okay this is what this person mm-hmm. you know is giving or this is what this book is giving yeah. or this is what this movie is giving yeah. because I mean sometimes you can see a cover and it can be a whole totally different thing you know because somebody can smile at you and, and be real nice to you but then once you get deep down and you find out who they are it ain't really like this snake <laughs> yeah. but you can smile real good and you can make people laugh yeah however but you yeah you basically you said you know you um yeah. yeah. Like you said, for judgment, just to kind of put that out there, the process of forming an opinion or evaluation by discerning and comparing, which discerning it's not, that part, mm-hmm. that part. But so judgment is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. So when you say, you know, do you judge your friends? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's kind of inevitable. Mm-hmm. I, I truly think because we're all we're all humans we're all spirits mm-hmm. you know we have the ability to like when we gain something we're gonna off top just 
create a, an opinion on something. Right, right. And it doesn't necessarily have to be anything negative. So um, do you create judgment around your friends? I feel like, yeah, because I want to I wanna make sure that, you know, I am continuing to love this person who right. I consider my friend. Or I want to be able to create a judgment on someone and create an opinion and have that discernment yeah. if I feel like somebody is not for me. Mm-hmm. So um, to answer your question, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I do judge people. And I ain't not on a bad way. I mean, sometimes, you know. Right. However. <laughs> it's just because, like you said, it has that negative connotation to it, right? Mm-hmm. But like you said, yeah, we judge our friends because that's how we have to know, can we handle other people's thing? That part. Right? Okay. And and how much of other people's things can we handle? Right? That part. That part. Because um, you can have somebody that can, you know, have a little pessimistic, you know, mm-hmm. pes- pessimistic ways about mm-hmm. them um, I can still love you but if it if it's overwhelming I don't mm-hmm. know how much of that thing I can deal with you know or to go a little deeper when we were talking about character mm-hmm. like I definitely judge character mm-hmm. and I feel like if you're doing sneaky shady stuff to people or in business or whatever it is if your dealings are not um, out of integrity then I can't necessarily trust you right and so I can't deal with that thing that you got going on. Right. Yeah. It's like some things can be tolerated and, you know, some things can't be. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, so supporting cast. Mm-hmm. What does, all right. So, so we are talking about relationships. So what is a supporting cast? Supporting cast is like that person who, or that cast member who really supports and assists and is there for that star player. Mm-hmm. You know, who is really there and who is really there for that star player. Yeah. yeah. So for for our movie buffs out there, mm-hmm. the supporting the supporting cast, of course, is we are the main characters of our movie. You're the main character of your movie. Your supporting cast does that necessarily mean they're like family, um, friends, close friends, best friends, or are they just people that you put in this position that um, they support you? Does your family have to be a supporting cast? I feel like you know it just it's situational. Situational. Because I feel like with supporting cast, and you know what? Maybe I need to do a little bit more research on this mm-hmm. one. Because supporting cast, it can be, you know, the strong leads. Mm-hmm. It can be the extras. Because the extras can help, you know, the, that star, you know, that star player to, you know, not to say look good in the movie, yeah. but, you know, it can. It can um, fill it, fill Fill in the scene. Yeah, you okay. know, give context to what's going on. Um, but then you have, like, the antagonist and the protagonist. Well, the star player is typically the protagonist. Mm-hmm. But then we have, like, the, that villain, the one who kind of gives off the, the negativity, mm. um, the antagonist. That enemy that you keep close. Mm. Yeah. So when it comes down to the supporting cast, I feel like, you know, you want to divide those up mm-hmm. into, like, maybe three categories. Okay. So you have your strong leads, where in which those can be, like, your best friends, your mm-hmm. close friends. Um, more than likely, most times, you know, it's it's the family members, too, because those are the people who are going to always be there, okay. you know? Like, the people you can be vulnerable with. The people that, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, and then you have, like, your extras. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, like, those extras can, you know, they can change up, and then in the, in the next season, mm-hmm. or, or the next next movie or the, the the what do you call it what's the next movie the ne- the, the the sequel, sequel. come on sequel okay <laughs> um they can you know they can now become you know one of the supporting cast yeah. you just never know um but then you have the antagonist mm. you have your enemies mm-hmm. you know um and i feel like when it comes down to the et- so strong leads are like i would say like maybe close friends um like your best friends family things of that nature um but then you have your extras and sometimes i feel like we you know 
the term friendship can be, you know, um, used very loosely, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you got to be very careful with that because you can have friendships, but um, with friendships, also, too, people that may be close, you have your acquaintances and you have your associates. Because, I mean, look. I would assume those are the extras. Right. Yeah, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um... Because I'm saying, you know, when it comes down to friendships and relationships, mm-hmm. you got to be kind of careful with okay. that. So the extras, yes, okay. yes. Well, I would consider those as, um, like, associates mm-hmm. and, and acquaintances as well. Because they're people that we may see a lot or mm-hmm. um, we have a lot of communication. But could I be vulnerable with them, like right, you said, you right. know? So let me ask you a question. Do you, do you audition your extras? I think so, yes. You do? Yeah. Because you still, I feel like you have to be careful with how much you give. How much you give. Because... The extras may not necessarily at all times have your best interest at right. heart, you know, and that's the one thing that we really have to be mindful, and that's where the auditioning comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, because you may have good conversation, but you don't know if that conversation is gonna, you know, leave the room. That's that's a that's interesting because we have two different perspectives on that. Because I don't necessarily audition the extras; mm. they're just extra, they're just fillers to me. Mm. So it's kind of like. Um, it's like the if I if I was at work and I had a coworker that me and her clicked and mm-hmm. we're like let's go out for drinks. Mm-hmm. That's just all she is. We're just going out for drinks to kiki for a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. get a little tipsy, and then I'm going home. We're not. I'm not bringing you around to the house. Right. You're not meeting my family and all of this stuff. Yeah. So they're just an extra. These are the people that I can go party with, or these are the people that I can go you know shopping with mm-hmm. or you know these are the people that I mingle with on social media mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. these are just the extras mm-hmm. but then you have your strong leads that those are the people that I can bear my soul to mm-hmm. be vulnerable mm-hmm. with as vulnerable as I know how to be mm-hmm. with those people and so I'm going to give them a little bit deeper of like I'm going to look at them deeper that part that part okay but I, I see, see but I see what you're saying because it's, it's good to audition whoever's in your life right I mean, because you have to, yeah, not to, not to say weed them out, but yeah, you yeah. know, I think with that perspective, mm-hmm. um, we're saying that I feel like, because typically with movies and things, extras don't get auditioned. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's still like paperwork yeah. that has to be done, you know, um, or background checks or whatever. I guess you got to look this, the part though. Right. You got to right. look the part. You got to be a, an African American age 35 to play an extra. You got to have your audience. Right. You know? Well, yeah. Yeah. But, um, I feel like when let's say that extra you know is doing a great job mm-hmm. you know and they can then they can bu- become a strong lead yeah you know but they have to go through audition they have to go through yeah they have to go through so yeah. so and then the antagonists these are the um enemies the enemies the people that just go against you all the way they're the ones who bring the conflict they bring the drama they bring the every time you talk to them it's always something it's always like Girl. <laughs> Question. Do you think that it's beneficial to have an antagonist in the story? Definitely. Mm-hmm. You have to have an antagonist to have a good story. Yeah. And the only reason is because these are the people that teach you how to deal with life, mm-hmm. teach you how to deal with triggers, mm-hmm. teach you how to deal with a opposition. Okay. Because you always are going to have opposition. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to deal with that, then you're you're just going to go through life thinking that life is gravy. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, 
you can be as positive, you can be as love and light as you want to be, but we're still living a human experience mm-hmm. and there's still things that are going to happen. That part. And you have to learn how to deal with those things. That part. So, yeah. I think it's definitely necessary. I feel like, it, what do they say? Like, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily know the good if you didn't have the bad. Exactly. So, um, and, and that's the law of polarity, right? You have to have, you have to have an opposite of yourself, right? So, yeah. But, and I feel like that's where, and then we'll get to that in the relearning, but like the necessities of like really knowing yourself well enough Mm -hmm. and, and, and being on that continuous healing journey, because like you want to be able to discern how to deal, you know, with the antagonist. So, and um, discern who is the antagonist. That part. Yeah. I think. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, because I mean, that's, but that's true though, yeah. because sometimes we may deem somebody being negative or mm-hmm. the enemy, where in which they're really not. Maybe it's the perception. The perception. Come on. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know, that, that hit, that definitely hit, because yeah. like sometimes we can look at somebody as like, eh. Yeah. But no, it's really not. Yeah. You know, I it, think it's, it's a perception thing. I think we go through life as children looking at our parents sometimes mm-hmm. as an antagonist. Um, when I, this is just an example, not everybody, but you know, they're always at you or, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, mom is always, Oh mom, I got this. Mm -hmm. Um, and we start to look at them as the antagonist, but Mm -hmm. really they just want the best for you. And you don't learn that until you get older. I can see that. You know? Wow. Um, she said a thing. Yeah. She said a word. Or even family. I, I know we were talking about this before and it's funny because I just had a situation with my sister earlier today where it's like we were bumping heads yeah. and it's that we were talking about that little sister, older sibling dynamic mm-hmm. where it's mm-hmm. like they be trying to little sister us, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes it's like we feel like they're the antagonist or they, we feel like they're coming at us, but really it's because they know us the most. Mm-hmm right they're they're supporting cast yeah they know us the most so they're the ones who are really put here to show us ourselves the most so that's yeah. that's an interesting perspective yeah that the family at times can be the well can be perceived as the antagonist mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's interesting yeah hey y'all it's francis here just wanted to let you all know that coco gin is back in action baby the world of cold pressed juices with the intention of hydrating and healing our bodies is back we are here to offer packages and even some cleanses to kind of help do that reset and that refuel for our bodies. We are in the season of doing better, right? So what I want you all to do is go to CocoGinJuice.com. Go ahead and check the site out and place your orders. Um, all right. So I, we've unpacked. We've, we've unpacked, we've unpacked what relationships look like in mm-hmm. life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with the unlearning, breaking down the myths. Because, you know, we got to give you three myths. You know, we got to give you thing, three, you know? you know. So, unpacking, I mean, unlearning mm-hmm. what relationships look like mm-hmm. in our lives. Um, one of the myths that there is, is time doesn't determine permanence. Time does not determine permanence. Um, so, the myth is time does determine permanence. Like, the longer I've been with, uh, the longer I've been with a friend. No, no, you're good because we just wrote it and I think I wrote this incorrectly, but, you know, we're going to work through it. We're going to work um, through it. But time, the myth is time does determine permanence. The longer we've been, I've we've been, been friends, friends for with, so long, yeah. you know, that, you know, by all means, like, we could, sh- like, there's history there. There's history. That's, that's my sis. Mm-hmm. We've been, we've been friends for 15, 20 years we have now transitioned to calling each other family. You mm-hmm. know, my kids know your kids. Uh, you know that dynamic. 
we have to be friends. Mm-hmm. We have to continue this friendship. Right. But that's not the case. That is not the case because, again, we can go back to that, um, what we were talking about before, auditioning, judging our friends. When you notice things, especially as adults, when you start to notice people's character and people's moral, it's funny because as you get older and you start to earn money or you start to get into more serious relationships or you start to do more serious things with your life, you start to see how people really act. Mm -hmm. You see what people will do for money. Mm -hmm. You see how people really treat other people. Mm -hmm. Because when you're young, you're just out having fun. Mm -hmm. And, you know, y'all, I know for me, when I was young, I was kind of an asshole. Me and my friends, we were kind of an asshole. Really? Right? We were. Okay. Kind of an asshole. But that was just... The growth, right? (laughs) But that was just because we were silly. Like, we just loved to have fun. And we didn't really... We were carefree. Yeah. But now as an adult, and I used to do things as a uh, as a child um, or as a kid or as a young adult, I would do things that I would not do now yeah. in more serious situations because I know how detrimental, I know the importance of other people's feelings mm-hmm. and other people, mm-hmm. um, how important those relationships are in my life. So right. I wouldn't do certain things that I used to do as a yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, and also, too, we just grow. We grow grow as people Mm -hmm. and how, you know, how we were then is not necessarily the same as we are now. And the way that we connected then doesn't mean that's how we're going to connect now, you know. And, you know, sometimes it's like when when you you can outgrow a friendship. And I think that's the thing, you know. Um, What do they say? People change every seven years. Something like that. I think people change every seven years. Yeah. Um. And so it's like when you hit that seven-year mark mm-hmm. or wherever you're at, when you hit that seven-year mark, that's when you start to notice people are... Mm. But it makes sense. Yeah. Because that's a lot of time. That's a lot of experience that's mm-hmm. being had during that time. And an experience can change a perspective so quick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, it's it's not a bad thing. It's just one of those things you, gotta, you have to continue to be aware mm-hmm. and be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And honest with others, yeah. I feel like communication, you know, mm-hmm. that's a big piece yeah. um, to have when you have relationships. Because, like, if I do feel like I'm outgrowing or if I feel like there's 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 a difference mm-hmm. in you know, between our relationship, mm-hmm. like, I feel like with, if we have good communication, it can be addressed. And if it's, if it's going, if we're going separate ways, mm-hmm. then I think it can be understood. So let me ask you before we move on to the next myth, mm-hmm. um, who deserves that conversation? Does everybody in your, does everybody deserve that conversation? That if you're growing apart and, or, yeah, if you're growing apart or you're no longer seeing this person in the same light, who deserves that conversation and who doesn't? Hmm. Because I feel like at some point, some, some things I don't have to explain. Right to some people just because that's my right I don't have to explain certain things right. but there are people in my life that I feel deserve a conversation but then there's some people in my life that I feel like they deserve a conversation mm-hmm. but I know that if I have that conversation it's, it's not like gonna go it's not going to go anywhere it's like running into a brick wall right um, I feel like respectfully so um, the conversation should be had with especially if that individual was a strong lead okay. you know it was a was a very strong lead and even I mean even within the supporting cast even if they're an antagonist mm-hmm. you know i feel like mm-hmm. they I mean, and, and i feel like even if it goes over their head 
at least it's being said. You need mm-hmm. to hear it. Maybe it'll touch your spirit in some kind of way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but some individuals, if you know, like, if you've had the conversation once and they're still not changing, then at that point, if I've done it, if I've told you one time, mm-hmm. honestly, for me, I'm always the type where I give the benefit of the doubt. Now, I'm like, if I give you one time and you still aren't making that change after I've addressed something, then it's just not, it's, it's not working. It's not working. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like a conversation, respectfully so, should be had, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially if they're individuals who are very supportive and who are strong leads in your life and you notice that there's something that's just not right like let's just let's let's have a peaceful conversation and it doesn't have to be anything like accusatory mm-hmm. it can just be like hey so i'm just noticing you know well let me ask you this do you think that sometimes having that conversation is an ego driven thing because sometimes you feel like you have to explain to somebody else what they're doing when necessarily it's like I don't necessarily really have to explain or get my point across. It's just that I want to make sure that you know what you're doing to upset me. Like for it instance, can be. Like, for instance, if I have a relationship with someone and we break up and it's like we have, we're broken up or we're no longer friends or anything like that. But I have to make sure you understand how you hurt me. But do I necessarily have to do that? I mean, Does that create closure or is that just an ego driven conversations like that where it's just like okay you know I have to tell you about yourself and Mm -hmm. I have to get the last word Mm -hmm. you know because I need you to know Mm -hmm. it just all depends on your intentions really right right I truly think it really just all boils down to what are your intentions with with putting that out there because sometimes it's like some people just want to get that last word out because they just they feel like they just want to hear their like they, they want to get their point across but what is it benefiting you know if it's benefiting you because, like, you know, I got it off my chest, okay, understandable, but then also understand where the consequences are going to come with that. Yeah. Um, okay, so we can move on to the next myth. Okay, so myth number two. Um, you can't be friends with the opposite sex. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, so, you know, I used to think that you couldn't be friends with the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. But now I believe that... Ooh, society has created this dynamic that allows that does not allow opposite sex to be friends Mm -hmm. and the reason i say that is because now that i have two daughters Mm -hmm. and i love them i yeah i have two daughters and i understand that sexualizing children Mm. creates that dynamic Mm. and we're so used to little kids and we're so used to saying Oh, do you have a little boyfriend yet? Do you have a little girlfriend yet? Or um, I know, for instance, like my my kid's dad, he says, you're not allowed to have no boyfriends. Or no, don't be talking to them boys. Mm -hmm. You know, and she's nine. She's not thinking about boys in that way. She may be, I don't know. But, you know, we've had these conversations six, seven, eight years old. They're not, she's not thinking about boys in that way, but we're giving that to her, yeah, yeah. you know? And so we're creating an, um, this this thing where it's like she has to now look at boys in a, a certain way mm-hmm. versus just looking at them as, as a, a friend. friend. Right. And then I remember growing up, I didn't look at boys as just friends. I looked at boys as, as the opposite sex mm-hmm. and just, oh, I can't talk to him mm-hmm. because he's a boy. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to... It was a little weird to like yeah. have friendships with boys. With Cause boys, because I, I, I think about it. When I was younger, I didn't have any close male friends. Mm-hmm. Like the only males 
that were really my friends, well, not even my friends that I knew were either my brother's friends Mm -hmm. or, like, my friend's brothers, you know? Like, I never had any male friends as a child, Um, which is interesting, Mm -hmm. you know, because of that whole notion of, like, you know, unless we were in school, but still, it was just like, oh my god, the boys, yes, the boys, you know, it's I, the boys. I don't like boys, yeah. you know, and I and I don't think that's okay because yeah. I feel like I love seeing when there's young kids that are co-ed friendships, mm-hmm. and it's just like just to see like that 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 type of relationship blossom, yeah. like, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. I think that co-ed friendships are very necessary. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're very necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I said, when I was younger, I didn't have any male friends. But when I got older, like, I have I have some really close male friends um, that, like, I love to go and get their perspective on mm-hmm. certain things. Especially, like, when they really have my best interests mm-hmm. at heart and my well-being. Like, if they really care about me as a person, mm-hmm. you know, I like to go to them to say, look. This is what I'm going through with this nigga. Right. Like, what are your, like, you know, let me know from a male's perspective. How am I supposed to go about this, you know? So, um, not having, you know, co-ed friendships. No, I think it's necessary. Now, co-ed friendships within relationships. That's a whole nother thing, though. That's a whole nother. Mm-hmm. But I, I still I still go back to that notion. I think it's, I think it's a good thing to have co-ed friendships i think that it's healthy Mm -hmm. to be able to be around the opposite sex and not sexualize sexualize it it. Mm -hmm. like i think that's a healthy thing we so often sexualize these relationships Mm -hmm. and it's like but that's society doing that Mm -hmm. to us Mm -hmm. because what do we see on tv you know what do we hear you know yeah but um can is it is it possible now I don't think that I can be with someone who would not allow me to um, have a male friend. Or, okay, I'll say this. I'm not looking for no new male friends because mm-hmm. I understand how society is. Right. I understand the dynamics between men and women. Right. However, I do have male friends right. that I've been friends with for years, mm-hmm. right? High school, middle school, I've been friends with them for a long time and I can still reach out to them and, you know, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. But I will not date someone who cannot accept that. That part. Yeah. So, I mean, I had to get out of a relationship for that, mm-hmm. you know? Like, this person has been here and will always be here. Mm-hmm. And if you aren't okay with that, I'm not going to sit there and let that relationship go. Because, to be honest with you, when you're getting into, like, intimate relationships with people, you don't know where that's going to go. Exactly. You know, those are, I mean, until, until there's a ring on the finger, they're very much so temporary. You know, so I'm not going to sit there and remove something that's a permanent in my life or right. constant in my life for something that's temporary. You know, I, I, like I said, I've been through that situation. And, like, with that male friend, where it's to the point where when we get into relationships, we respect the relationship. Exactly. And it's to the point where me, when I have a male friend who, you know, um, who is now, who is then in a relationship, I am more friends with the with the partner. That, I mean, I feel like I talk to the partner more than I talk to the friend, yeah. you know. And I like to make it known that... I respect you as who you are in my friend's life, and I respect y'all's relationship. However, my loyalty does still lie to, you know, my friend, you know. To answer the question, I do think that also it is healthy to have co-ed friendships. Um, And then when you do have the co-ed friendships, by all means, respect the the intimate relationships that those co-ed friendships do bring, you know, because it can... It will help create even a bigger like family and village. Anything that follows I am is what you are. I am apothecary store has what you need to enhance your temple and your altar. Choose from a variety of incense 
for meditation and aesthetics. Fragrance body oils with moisturizing properties. And herbal tea blends made from locally grown herbs. Make sure you visit ivorykeisha.com today. If you look around the site, you'll be sure to find some magic. All right, last myth. Last myth. What is that last myth? Um, a strong supporting lead will never let you down. A close friend, a close family, they will never let you down because they love you. They got your back. They'll never let you down. That is a myth. Because people be peopling. People be peopling, okay? Um, and I to be 100% with you, I feel like the strong leads would probably be the ones will, that will really bring you down the most. Like, I feel like you can deal with an acquaintance or associate, like, you know, doing you wrong or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. But when it's, like, a strong lead, if it's, like, a best friend or if it's, like, a parent or a brother or a sister and they do something, like, against you or um, that's hurtful, I think that hurts the most. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, like, I, I, you know, unfortunately, I have... I have higher expectations mm-hmm. for what we have. Mm-hmm. And two, also, I, I, whatever you say out of your mouth, mm-hmm. as a strong lead, as a best friend, as, a, as a, a sibling, family member, whomever it is, I take what you say into consideration mm-hmm. heavily. Mm-hmm. So if you do something to me that's negative or it hurts my feelings, mm-hmm. you, that's probably going to bring me down the most. Right. Because you, you've put them, you've had higher expectations for them. Yeah. Now, I guess that... That goes into the myth, though. Should we be having these higher expectations for our supporting lead, or should we just accept them for the people that they are and know that they can bring disappointment to us? I mean, yeah. You know? When you're in your healing journey, you, you have to, to to understand that, you know, they are humans. They are humans. They are humans living, or well, spirits living in a, a human experience, mm-hmm. and every anybody's liable of doing anything. Right. Okay, so next. So we so we've unpacked relationships. We've unlearned some of the myths that come down to relationships. Now let's go ahead and relearn the things that we need to know to make sure that we are cultivating healthy, you know, interactions and relationships. So yes, because healthy relationships should align with your moral compass and values. Okay. I had to okay. read that off the paper. <laughs> but it should. You know, yeah. if we want to have, like, healthy interactions with people and long-lasting, inter- you know, relationships with people, we have to be healthy. We have to, for one, individually we have to be healthy, but then also, you know, knowing and cultivating a healthy interaction with others. It takes a healthy soul to know a healthy soul to create an even healthier bond. So, Ooh. it takes a healthy soul to know a healthy soul and to create a healthy bond. That sounded good. I like that. I like that, too. I like that. I really like that one. All right. Now, help us relearn what a healthy relationship constitutes. What does it have? So, I know with, like, relearning and with the wellness kickback, we are um, we are pulling the seven dimensions of wellness. So, we have, like she said, the seven dimensions of wellness, and we speak a lot towards that because... Um, just being physically healthy or just being mentally healthy does not constitute a holistic, healthy right. person, right? And there's seven dimensions of wellness that we don't often talk about. We always talk about mental, physical, and emotional mm-hmm. wellness. But we're going to go through all seven of them. 
And if you are not familiar with them, make sure you go check out previous podcast episodes okay. and previous lives on our Instagram okay. at the I Am Fire, so that you can familiarize yourself with it. So we'll start with the first one, which is probably the most popular. It's physical, right? Um, and again, we're talking about alignment. When when you're in alignment with your friend, then these things should be in alignment mm-hmm. as well. So the first one is physical. It does not necessarily mean that if you work out, your friend should work out as well. Right. But it means that you both are aligned or in alignment with a healthy physical lifestyle mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. can mean abstaining from certain substances mm-hmm. or that can mean lifestyle lifestyle exactly lifestyle um, However, can, you, can you be friends with like someone who does crack or does coke or are there levels to the drugs <laughs> no, because I want to. I want to come out. I want to say things politically correct and Girl, I'm just very <laughs> off top. No, okay. no, because I just feel like I feel like with certain drugs, and I'm not. Well, I don't know cocaine. You're I don't know well coke. I'm, I'm not well versed in that. I ain't ever partaken in it, so I don't know nothing about it. I'm going off of what I think and what I assume about it. But I just feel like that's that's one of those things where they call a gateway drug, you know. And I feel like, or maybe not necessarily hit, gateway. If you didn't hit crack, you already went through the gateway, <laughs> right? So maybe you not there. gateway. But I feel like I feel like once you start that it can easily be abused at that point. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, from assumptions and what we see, you know, in the community of people who do use or may use, um, they, it just, it, that their use just grows. And then when their use grows, that then their ways change. And by all means, you're not about to come to my house and start stealing some money because you need to keep your habit up. I, we ain't doing it. So, to be honest with you, Knowingly, if I know you do it and mm-hmm. and it becomes excessive, I have created an educated judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that that's healthy for me in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it's not a bad judgment. It's just that's not something that I partake in. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, what is our next dimension? Uh, the next dimension is spiritual. Spiritual wellness. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to believe what I believe, but you have to respect my beliefs. Um, that's just like if you you know if you have a friend who is like really gung ho on. I got a friend. Well, not that I have a friend, but someone who's just I mean, maybe I do. Um, that loves aliens and believes in it, and by all means, they're there. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying like you know. But let's say I don't. You know, I don't think that there's any extraterrestrials out here in this world. But if you believe it, as I mean, and I can respect it. Now, as long as it's not taking over your life and, and, and potentially taking over our, our relationship, um, then, you know, by all means, I can respect it. That's your viewpoint. And then the next one is emotional wellness. Okay. Um, I love emotional wellness because emotional wellness is basically being able to understand your emotions or feeling your emotions without it getting you out of your bag Mm -hmm. if you will or Mm -hmm. you know affecting your your outside world right and just even being aware like being well yeah like you said so being aware of your own Mm -hmm. and then i I feel like when it comes down to the relationships also being aware of someone else's or the other person's emotions and where they're coming from empathy having empathy that part yeah so i feel like a healthy relationship 
you know, has to, you know, those individuals have to be emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. individually, yeah. you know, um, to be able to really respect where the next person is coming from. Next one, intellectual wellness, mm-hmm. which is gaining knowledge. Okay. You are constantly gaining knowledge when you are intellectually well. Mm-hmm. Um, and does your relationship support that? Or are they like stuck? I feel like those truly like if you are consistently willingly learning you know for self and you are interacting with someone who is doing that as well that is a beautiful relationship because Mm -hmm. at that point you can learn from each other if you are growing individually and you have others in your in your circle Mm -hmm. that are growing as well what yeah come on empire yeah empire y'all done created your own table at that point that's what that's what that looks like to create your own table okay and stop trying to pull up to somebody else's table that they don't want you okay uh the next one occupational wellness occupational wellness is are you making money doing the things that you're aligned with are you morally aligned with the things that create money for you Mm -hmm. and in a healthy relationship i believe this looks like support Mm -hmm. to be a friend or to be a supporting lead Mm -hmm. in my movie i do require you to do certain things and when it comes to me and business i do require you to support me and for me support looks different than support for you the next one is social um communication can we have that talk with healthy relationships from a communication standpoint it's good to be able to have that conversation and be open to that conversation because you don't want things to be unsaid and then there's there's certain feelings that are now being harbored and Mm -hmm. things of that nature so if if you are a healthy relationship would allow that i feel and i feel like if you want to continue to grow because i feel like when you have conversations like that it does help you to grow Mm -hmm. as a person as a friendship you know um it gives you confidence yeah yeah and it just strengthens it so yeah i feel like communicating um communicating even when it's those tough conversations is, is totally necessary yeah i feel like communication is number one because if you can communicate your feelings Mm -hmm. your emotions where you're at mentally where you're at physically where you're at financially where you're at if you can communicate these things with the people that matter it just creates a healthy Mm -hmm. environment Mm -hmm. all right last but not least last but not least environmental wellness environmental wellness is just understanding that to be environmentally well is to take care of the environment around you Mm -hmm. the people around you we share this world with what eight billion people so they say um just eight billion eight billion it used to it's it's growing it's like eight point something Mm -hmm. almost nine billion people and so environmental wellness is how do you operate in this world Mm -hmm. and are you morally aligned with how your friend or how whoever is in that position how they're operating in this world like when you do good onto others, like that good will come on to you, right. you know? So take care of other people and other people will take care of you as right. well. You know, at least that's my mm-hmm. look on it. And also I put morals on here for environmental because um, we were talking about character before. I don't think we really touched into character mm-hmm. too much. Are people's character, are their moral characters aligned with yours? Yeah. Are they out here treating people horribly? Right. Are they out here lying and stealing and, and or are they... You know.
I can say that I feel like I'm in a healthy a healthy place with room to improve and I can sit here and say that she's in a healthy place and she can say that she may have some space where you know she has improvement um and the beautiful thing about that is like we can come together and like like a puzzle piece and be able to help each other mm-hmm. so I feel like when I think that's going back to um like the intellectual piece mm-hmm. of like just growing you know at the end of it all you know like it's foundational it all starts with you I feel like it all just starts with us as an individuals um, because I want to want better for myself and me wanting better for myself is going to be, you know, something that someone else is going to be able to see and be like, you know what? I want to do those things too. I, or, or, you know what? I like that. I like how she's doing things in life and I like how she's going about, you know, herself and I want to be just as healthy too. It can, it can honestly be contagious, you know, because oh, if I'm living right. my life out here and I'm happy, go, you know, and I'm doing all the things, somebody's gonna be like, you know what? I'm trying to do that. What is she doing? Mm-hmm. Is she drinking some juice? Yeah. Is she, is she out here exercising? Juice plus. Hey y'all, it's Francis here. Just wanted to let you all know that Coco Gin is back in action, baby. The world of cold-pressed juices with the intention of hydrating and healing our bodies is back. We are here to offer packages and even some cleanses to kind of help do that reset and that refuel for our bodies. We are in the season of doing better, right? So what I want you all to do is go to CocoGinJuice.com. Go ahead and check the site out and place your orders. We have learned some things, right? And so now with our relationships moving forward, we know what to look for. First, like she said, know yourself. Mm -hmm. Assess yourself. Are you happy with yourself? Are you happy with the things that you're aligned with? And if you're not, maybe you need to um, realign some things. And you'll notice that once you realign, certain people will either realign with you, they'll shift with you, or they will stay out of alignment with you. And, um, you know, constantly have auditions for people in your life. It's okay. It's okay to assess the Mm -hmm. relationships in your life. And Mm -hmm. if they're not benefiting you or they're not beneficial, like she said, then, you know, it's time to demote them to an extra Mm -hmm. or send them upstairs. Right. But yes, so honestly, thank you for joining us on this podcast, episode number four, uh, quotes five, um, or was it parentheses five? However, thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Wellness Kickback, where we are here to unpack, unlearn, and relearn with intention. Again, we are your hosts, Ivory and Francis with... I am fire. Thank you all. Have a good one. Peace.